What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Um, good to have you guys back again. Anyways, uh, I wanted to do this intro, but uh, President Biden has elected to do the intro. He wants to introduce a new member. Today, I'm proud to nominate David Chipman to serve as a director of the AFT. David knows the AFT well. <laughs> Come on, man. Look. <laughs> Look. If Okay. Man. So, if the AFT is he's trying to say the ATF. He didn't do it just once. Twice. <laughs> he didn't he did it twice. But I see what he was doing. So he's saying the aft, like the back of the boat. And that's what they're going to do with the guns. They're going to throw them off the back of boats. I got it. <laughs> I see what you did there, Biden. I see it. So if you can't tell, we're going to talk about the Second Amendment today. And we do have the diabolical beard here with us again. Chris. We like bringing him back. Happy to be here again. Yeah, this is a good one. This is, yeah. is going to be a fun one. It is heated uh, in some circles. Um, I Near mean, and dear to every one of our hearts. Shall not this table. be infringed right. upon, right? So we're going to give you kind of a perspective on some of the stuff going on, but we're also going to give you the perspective from our viewpoint in law enforcement on, on our take on the Second Amendment. So rather than just speak from opinion or anything like that, uh, Chris, what... Uh, you got something pulled up there that actually explains what the Second Amendment is, right? Yeah, uh, straight from the Constitution. Our Second Amendment right, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. Let's touch upon this just for a second. So that last part, um, kind of explain to you guys what we deal with when we deal with criminal codes, we're very familiar with it, but in every code book, you're going to see the word shall in law enforcement. What that means, if it says you shall take action in something, we have zero officer discretion, zero, zero, zero. We are required to take action. If within the code, there is a shall. Yep. That should tell you, when you're dealing with laws and you're dealing with criminal code and the actions certain individuals take to where officers no longer have the discretion, it has been pulled from us right there in the Constitution. At the end of the Second Amendment, we see a shall. Shall not be infringed. Which is a pretty important point to even start with this discussion, right? Right. I don't appreciate any administration, I don't care who you are, on the red or on the blue, bringing up anything to attack the Second Amendment. We can have a discussion about gun control. We can have a discussion, and again, we, we go back to opinions and facts, right? We can have opinions on the Second Amendment. We shouldn't infringe, in fact, our Constitution, in an amendment, the second that was ever written, tells us that we shall not do anything to disarm our people. This is not an Old West type thing. This is not an old law. 
that the the founding fathers uh, were thinking of only in their day. We were able to get this great nation through a war, and that's unfortunate. But the only reason that we have our freedom is because we had individuals that said, look, tyranny is tyranny. tyranny. We're not going to put up with it. You go to war, one of the unfortunate things with war is you have guns, you have people that die. But again, second ever written here in our great nation, don't take it away from the people. And I don't appreciate any administration coming out and attacking that second amendment. No. Y'all agree. Agreed. Well, and the amendment in there states that it is necessary to, of, to the security of a free state. Okay. The Second Amendment is what keeps us free. In my opinion, you, you can't have the others if you don't have the second. We all know that. You're not going to have freedom unless you have that second. And the reason is, it is human nature everywhere that eventually certain individuals were, will gain too much power. Yeah, We've talked about it, Cam, in previous episodes where we recognize that if one, we, we are a two-party nation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We have independence out there, but you name the last time any independent was taken seriously in a presidential election, Yeah, right? Yeah. It just doesn't happen. So we are a two-party nation, but if one party has too much power, that becomes a dangerous situation. And I think we all agree that I don't want my party to have all the power because our nation was built on various ideas. That's right. And we have to have different perspectives in order to accomplish things. Going back to my point, I'm okay with having a a discussion on gun control. There are laws I think that can be tightened a little bit. Yeah. But for people to attack the second amendment in and of itself to make a point that, and everybody, I hope that we kind of carry the conversation into this, but tell me if I'm wrong. The reason they're attacking it are these quote unquote mass shootings. They want to ignore all of the illegal guns and the black market guns that are out there committing so many different, and I'm talking like business burgs, vehicle burgs. We understand that guns are taken off the street by criminals because they stole them. Yep. Or they come in from different nations they're untrackable by, by the AFT, <laughs> right? By the ATF, because they have to track it. Everything has to be tracked in that aspect. But here we are attacking the Second Amendment because we have mentally unstable individuals going on mass shootings. Well, what I find is interesting is it's funny how, I, well, it's really not funny, but when you look at it, there is something that the Biden administration is pushing. It's so weird that that is what's taking place. So police brutality, all of a sudden, every single day I get on social media, there is a post about uh, police brutality incidents across the nation. Um, the immigration, while Trump was still in, there is post every single day that had to do with that type of stuff. What I'm seeing right now, after they're kind of focusing on gun stuff, is every single time I get on there, there is a post about an active shooter. And one thing that drives me up a wall is a lot of these incidences, they're tragic, and yeah, a few people die. But I've seen some of these that are being shared as active shooter. Typically, when you hear active shooter, you're thinking like the Columbine shooting, 
something like that, right? But some of these are very targeted. It's like a dad going off, killing several of his family members and offing himself or something along those lines. Different scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Now there are active shooter, like, you know, the FedEx one, stuff like that. And the ones that happen in school and the ones that happen in a public, yeah, public places. So it, it's just, it's kind of interesting that we go that route. So I've got, I keep going back to, um, for those of you who don't know, I am from Minneapolis. Um, it's a, a very liberal area. Um, and I've got a lot of friends on social media and stuff who are posting about we should get rid of all the guns. And so I have a, a buddy who's going, he's in a back and forth with uh, someone over this. And they're saying you should get rid of guns. And so they asked my friend, and, and he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not, it shall not be infringed upon. And they're like, nope, you should take them away. So then he says, who defends my house if it gets broken into? Um, and the guy replies and says, well, how many times has that happened to you? Oh, we're going to play the percentage game. Yeah. Gotcha. And the, the thing that I find interesting, um, is I feel like I should reply to that and say, you want to take the guns because of mass shootings. How many times have I done a mass shooting? Zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. How many mm-hmm. times have there been mass shootings in the city or the state we live in, in like the last five years, none. Okay. Um, so, which is in line with the majority of the country. Exactly. The majority of citizens do not participate in mass shootings. Mass shootings. No. However, how many times have I investigated, uh, residential burglaries a ton so how many if times we go off of guns are stolen from those residential burglaries exactly, yeah. or vehicle burglaries. So if we go off of a statistical game, <laughs> I am much more likely to be robbed or burglarized than I'm going to go on a shooting rampage. Well, and, if, and it's not always when you're away from your house. No, no, no. We, we live in a fairly peaceful community, but where I grew up, it was not uncommon for forced entries well, to happen. All the we, time. Everybody at this table has investigated something where we receive indoor surveillance where they were asleep. Yeah. And they're like, I, I didn't realize that this happened, yeah. not just within the community, but they personally thought that a criminal would just scope the house out, wait for the family to leave, break in, take what they want. Some of these individuals are very, very rash with their decisions. Mm-hmm. And they don't care who's in the house or the consequences of going into that house. They're just going to go in and they're going to look and grab what they want. We've had it on camera. They provide it to us and they're like, I can't believe that he came and checked my door, peeked in my door while I'm sleeping. It happens. Go ahead, man. And I'm going to throw something out there just to throw it out there because your comment and this social media war between these two friends that you were looking at. But, you know, you take, you know, Minneapolis, for instance, you take your citizens' guns away. You defund your police. Now who protects you? Who protects you in your home? Okay, because look at what's happened. Look at what happened to other major cities across this country. Chicago, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, they have some of the strictest gun laws in this country. I would say the strictest. 
but yet they have the highest gun violence in the country. Signs don't stop and laws don't stop criminals. They're not going to stop. No, it, it, it affects law-abiding citizens is all it affects. Black market guns are going to be out there. Well, it, we, and, and we live in a pretty red state. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Uh, and I know you guys uh, just kind of fly a desk or whatever it is you guys say you do on your time cards. Um, but me, who work the streets. The real cop. Yeah, right. that's right. We're looking at the real cop. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I work yep. those misdemeanors too. Not, yeah. just, not just felonies. I remember those. Yeah. I remember. So I deal, if I make 10 traffic stops in a day, this is just for statistical reasons, really don't have time for that. But if I make 10 traffic stops in a day, I'm willing to bet eight of them have at least a concealed carry. Mm-hmm. Um, That's probably very accurate. And some some of those days, it's going to be 10 out of 10. Um, and I have no issues with that. Um, I think it... We're sh- educated, though. Yeah. We're educated yeah. with with response. We realize, if you, again, going back and playing the percentages, if you take the highest of percentage of odds of who is a responsible gun owner, it heavily outweighs the criminals and those who abuse firearms. Yeah. And, and because we're educated with that, that's what takes the fear away. We realize that we're, we're no traffic stop, no situation we're ever placed in is a give me. We all know the risk that comes with this career. However, the highest of percentage is going to be a law abiding citizen, especially on a traffic stop and especially with their concealed carry. And I think we see very little forced entries in our area because people know if they break in that door, there is a strong likelihood the person on the other side has means to defend themselves. They're probably mm-hmm. going to be looking at a gun. Yes. Yeah. So you have talked about it. We have talked about it. Uh, I haven't talked with you guys specifically on what my thoughts are, but on gun control, right? I do have opinions on that. I think two things that we could probably implement. I don't think California is too far off when it comes to there. You buy a gun, you got to wait a couple days. Um, and I don't know. Maybe that rubs people wrong. I'd like to hear all of your your opinions, the listeners, as well as you guys in front of me. My thought process with it is here, um, I've bought ammo um, this last week. Um Went in there twice because of the shortages. You can only buy one box at a time, so on and so forth. So I had to go in a couple times. Both times there was individuals buying guns that, for lack of better terms, questions they're asking, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> um, which, fine and dandy. Um, but my thought process is if, and it only takes, you know, you do the background check, it doesn't take that long. Um, to, to go in there, pay for it, buy a gun, walk out. My issue is, is if you are buying that because of an emotional thing that just happened, um, mm-hmm. that's where I kind of get the whole, you know, just a couple days, let you relax. It's not infringing on it. In my opinion, you just got to wait a couple days. It's yeah. no different than buying a suppressor. You're waiting a year, you know? So just a couple of days to let that emotional time period pass is one of mine. I'll throw out all, all of my ideas and then I'll hear your guys's. Um, my next one would be, um, a one-time educational piece on gun control. I'm not saying they need to go through a a concealed carry, but I'm just saying I've, I've, I've brought family members to the range 
and it scares the bejesus out of me. I I I give them an unloaded gun, and I'm still afraid for my life. You know, and I've gone on a few calls where a dude just bought the gun and was trying to unload it or clean it after the range, and he shoots himself in the hand. I've been on those calls. Like, hopefully hopefully that's self. A Glock, you got to pull the trigger in order to clean the gun, and uh, and that so just a one time thing. It's not a every time you buy a gun. It's just the first time you buy one. You just got to do something that shows you've taken basic safety uh, instruction on it. Look, in most states, before you can hunt, you have to do a hunter safety course, right? Something along those lines. I kind of agree with you. I think I don't think it's too far fetched to say, okay, if you're, you know, you're a first time gun buyer, whatever, you do a a brief safety course on on gun safety. I agree with that. Those really are my two main main thoughts on on some things we could do that I don't believe is infringing. I'm huge into guns, and and honestly, I've got three um, of the. AR pistols that, uh, you know, Biden's kind of under fix, attack, fixated right? on right now. Yeah. Um, so don't get me wrong. I, I don't think we should infringe on our rights or anything, but I think those are, are some ways that I, I think we can meet in the, the middle ground that overall can bring some safety. Yeah, it's the, it's the radical uh, attack on the Second Amendment that it, we talked about probably in episode one that we want to be able to have these discussions, right, on, on various issues that people are passionate about. But the, certain ideas and conversations are going to be dead on arrival with me. If you come to me and say we need to do away with the Second Amendment and that all firearms need to be confiscated <laughs> or that back. you're nah. – don't even – you're going to get my back, okay? I'm going to be walking away from you. Yeah. Not going to happen. Nope. But if we come with – productive conversations like this. I had not even thought of what you just brought up on the first time, an emotional experience, which you may not have a mental diagnosis, but maybe you were just in a very high tense situation. Mm-hmm. I never even thought of it that way. I've thought a lot about the mental side, Yeah, a lot about the mental side, because the majority of individuals that are, are to the point in their life where they're going to go, and, and I'm not just talking about mass shootings, but you decide to take out even one person and then turn the gun on yourself, that person is not mentally stable. No, no. And that person needed help. That's, and, what's, that's what's frustrating with all these uh, mass shootings that occur. A lot of them is, you know, you get these individuals that are mentally unstable, and they're dead set on killing as many people as possible. So what do they go, what do they go to? Generally an AR-15. 30 round capacity mag. And that's what gets, gets um, thrown all over the places. These need to be banned as your high capacity magazines and your, your assault rifles as they, as they call them. But we're never having the conversation of what can we do for, for, for this mental health crisis that is occurring in our country? Absolutely. What can we do about this infatuation with violence that this country has? We never want to, to bring up these conversations. And we don't, we, we don't and you bring up a great point. We don't want to have these discussions, right? We want to attack the thing that is actually not the thing that is actually pulling itself. Yeah. The person behind the gun is pulling itself. We also don't want to address the fact that it's not AR 15s and high capacity rifles that are killing the majority of people in our nation. 
it is actually, there's more people stabbed to death every year than are killed by an AR-15. But what are they doing? They're attacking the AR-15. It is the sexy thing. And every single time a quote unquote mass shooting comes out, these politicians like clockwork come out and they start spewing their agenda. But the problem is, is you have the extremists and the radicals out there attacking the second amendment, not having productive conversations as to how do we fix this issue? You're not going to infringe on my right. No, you shall not infringe on my right as a citizen. Cops are not afraid of that. We are advocates for the second amendment. We are advocates for the second amendment. Citizens need to understand that we are not afraid of the majority of citizens who are law-abiding citizens out there. Yeah. We recognize the danger in our own profession, but don't even come at me with attacking the entire amendment. Well, I, I find it interesting. I went through a training. Um, it was put on by uh, a former London PD officer. Uh, did tons of years there. Uh, he's on the counterterrorism unit. Uh, he definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to what's going on over there and London's a big place and, and all that stuff. And we know it's, it's got its issues with crime and stuff like that. And he might've brought it up to your class too, Chris. I know that you went through the train as well. Not the same time as me. Um, but he brought up the fact that they're gun free. Mm -hmm. They have gun issues. No, no one talks about it. People talk about how London's officers, not all of them carry guns. What they don't talk about is officers will get there and kind of corral someone on a stabbing rampage until an officer can come address the issue. Um, Which is craziness. But that's the other thing, too. London has banned, they have a knife banned. Like, yeah, yeah. People aren't jumping on talking about that. If you get rid of guns, it doesn't resolve your issues. Automatic five years if you're carrying a carrying a fixed uh, blade. A fixed blade in a. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just interesting that a lot of people think that uh, getting rid of AR-15s is going to resolve the issues. They've had a lot of mass stabbings um, over there. And then when you have a bunch of officers that just carry batons, little boppies or whatever they call their officers over there, uh, that's not a viable solution because any officer can tell you, um, not like the movies, a nightstick versus a knife, you don't block every single blade stab attempt that they Mm do. In fact, you just get sliced up. Um, and the other thing that I find interesting is people don't want to talk about the fact that there are other means as well. Um, IEDs or homemade bombs are becoming much more of a, a common thing. Googling it. Yeah. Google. If, if you take away one source, it doesn't end. No. These people with mental health issues and stuff like that, they just come up with a different meme of doing that. Doing the evil. Exactly. They're going to get it done. Yes. And, and that's what you saw in London. They take away the guns. Uh, well, the evil didn't stop. They were like, all right, stop right there. I'm going to grab a knife. Yeah. I'm going to go do my evil. Evil will never stop. No. But we need to have these productive conversations. We need to be able to talk about the mental illnesses, whether it be in the moment mental illnesses. Like I said, I never even thought of it that way. Um, but we realize that we have a lot of those. As officers, we, we talk and interview individuals after a major incident and a lot of times they're just saying i lost my temper I, I honestly guys i'm really not like this but she got me so mad or he got me so mad or snapped whatever the situation i just snapped for the moment right that's an interesting uh point and and i agree with you i i think that there are 
productive conversations where we can come up with ways that we're not infringing, but that we can correct this evil because we know that there's just straight evil out there. Yeah. It's not all just mental illness. Yeah, just self-centered, evil individuals that only care about themselves and they don't care who they hurt along the way. But then you have true mental diagnosis. And if they have access to any type of a weapon, it could be a bad day for a lot of citizens. Yeah. They, you know, really what it comes down to is getting back to what this podcast is is about. Uh, we want to clear that corner, right? We all have the objective. We're all um, on board with guns. We believe in having guns. We believe we do not want it infringed upon. Nope. Um, so let's try to find that common ground. We'll clear the corner on the left. They clear the corner on the right. Um, our listeners out there, I challenge you, come up with ideas. Hit us uh, up. Let us know what those ideas are. Um, help us clear that other side of the corner we might not be looking at. If you're someone who disagrees with guns completely, we want to hear your opinion. There's times I talk to people and they feel like it's pointless. People don't listen to me. It just causes an argument. We're not here to argue with you. We want to find that common ground. Help us clear that corner. Please, my dad is making it hurt.